0: Welcome to Literary Quest, a podcast hosted by us, Vicki and Marissa, where we discuss our favorite and fantasy fiction, and hopefully can direct you in your quest to find your next great read. Hello, and welcome to Literary Quest. On this week's episode, we are wrapping up Pride Month with The Fate of Stars by S.D. Simper. Uh, We'll give you a little trigger warning. We'll be discussing infertility in this episode. I'll introduce our characters. Vicki will discuss our plot, and then we will... Get on with the show. So Talora is one of our female main characters. She's a beautiful mermaid with a bright pink tail and pale white hair. And she is training to become a priestess to the goddess Styella. And we have Daryl, who's our other female main character. And she is considered a celestial. She's able to wield silver fire. And is desperately seeking the approval of her terrible mother, Vala, who is the empress of Solvira. Daryl was the heir to the throne, but renounced her claim as she is unable to bear children. And instead she serves her kingdom in other ways and trains with a half demon, Castra, who is general of the empress's military force and maybe Daryl's friend. Our villains are the ambassadors from Moratham who believe in things like conversion therapy and have other homophobic ideals, This book takes place in the sea where Talora's home is and mostly in the empire of Solvira. So the book begins with Talora pulling
1: a little mermaid move and saving Dariel when she goes overboard and falls into the sea. Unfortunately, Daryl is not too keen to thank Talora and instead captures her to take her to the empress as a pet. Talora is put in a small enclosure and taken to a room full of other fascinating creatures that have been captured. Of course, she can't be treated well and is abused when she refuses to give them her name and obey. She prays to her goddess to help save her and in a dream, she is told that she will have help but to wait until the new moon. While Talora waits, she learns that Doriel is the disgraced princess. Doriel, upon the urging of her trainer, Prostra, makes a half-hearted attempt to befriend Talora. The night of the new moon comes, and Talora is gifted a potion. She quickly, take, she quickly takes it, and her tail turns into legs. She tries to run, but is captured pretty quickly. Her fate is discussed with the empress and Dorel. The Empress wants Talora to join the concubines or be given as a present to another country. While she decides, Doriel is assigned to supervise Talora. Naturally, as the two spend more time together, they get closer. They tell each other secrets, and oh, they tell each other secrets. And Doriel starts to teach Talora to read and write. Feelings begin to develop, which is confusing for both sides. Talora is still angry about being captured, and Doriel is concerned that her position is putting Talora in an uncomfortable situation. Their time together can't last forever, though, and soon Talora is sent to be with the concubines. To try and spare her, Doriel claims Talora as her personal concubine and declares that no one will touch her. However, this doesn't continue for too long, as the Empress decides that Talora will make a good gift in order to prevent war. Doriel is distraught and she risks everything to save Taloram. Unfortunately, they are caught and she must be put on trial for her crimes.
0: Will Doriel be executed? Spoilers ahead. Well, I really enjoyed this book. It was pretty short and I feel like the author wrote a pretty complete story. Um, There were parts that I wish had been developed a little bit more, but when you only have about 245 pages to tell a story some things got to go i guess and so i feel like despite uh missing some like world building stuff uh she's st- she told a pretty good like complete story and i know that this is part of a trilogy um but i really feel like she could have ended the story with this book if she had wanted to um that would have had kind of a bittersweet ending uh, but i feel like she kind of wrapped things up well for this at the end of this book and it could have just been one book
1: i agree and i would have been fine with like a bittersweet ending like that because their romance anyway like how is that eventually gonna work i mean i guess you need to read the trilogy i'm sure it's gonna end up being something like one of them will be able to switch right you know they'll give them the power to switch right but i liked i would have liked this ending too because it's kind of realistic you know there's no like hail mary saving grace thing that happens where all of a sudden they can magically be together um, I will say so I really enjoyed this book, but it felt more like it was um Doriel's story mm-hmm. than to Um just because she seems to has have the most growth, she takes a lot of action. Um, so I would have liked to see the book follow her. But Talora was great. She had some really good dialogue and some interactions and everything, but it didn't feel like there was a ton of growth with her. She felt kind of like a side character at times. Yeah. Um. Which,
0: yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. No, it, it just kind of felt like she was there for uh, Daryl's growth. Yes, I agree. I was thinking, I mean, even in like the character description that I wrote, like Talora, it, it, the book's told from Talora's perspective, mm-hmm. right? She would be like our primary character. And, I mean, even just my description, like, she's a mermaid with the pink tail and white hair, and she's training to become a goddess. Dario, I mean, her, like, there's a lot more going on with her character, so I thought it was interesting, Um, and I'm glad you made that comment, because it is told from Talora's perspective, but it does feel like it's Dario's story. Mm -hmm. And so it would have been nice to have a little bit more depth, I feel like, maybe to Talora's character. Yeah. And we, I mean, we really didn't find out a lot of information about her either. Um, You know, she's a mermaid. She wants to become a priestess for the goddess Saella. But, like, we didn't get a whole lot of description of, like, her life under the sea. Like, we just didn't get a lot from her character. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And I felt like there were some missed opportunities with that, too. Because there is a part where she's telling stories to kids, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they just like she's like oh i'm just telling like it, they they just say sh- telling the kids stories of under the sea right yeah but i want to hear what those stories are because that sounds awesome yes please tell me what it's like under the sea like yeah come on mm-hmm. um so i definitely would have liked more i mean maybe further on in the series you are yeah i mean you know but it was a little disappointing on that part just because she is mm-hmm. our main character and we don't get much of her somehow yeah
0: yeah Yeah. even though it's told from her perspective (laughs) um yeah i really enjoyed the mythology that the author created for this story and i'm assuming i haven't read this this series is i think kind of like a spinoff from another series that she wrote about like gods and monsters and so i don't know if the mythology is more developed in that series or if it's in that series at all, but, and and maybe if this book had been a little bit longer, there could have been more space to explore the mythology that she introduces. Um, but I really enjoyed the mythology that she created. I love the idea of there being like a trio of powerhouse deities and, um, two of them being lovers and, The focus being on females and not a male-centered ideology with mythology, I feel like you don't see that a lot. I feel like anytime we hear stories of mythology, a lot of the time it is centered on male deities. And so to see a deviation from that, like they mentioned one male deity, but he sucks and we hate him Mm -hmm. uh, in Solvira. So um i really enjoyed that and would love to see more stories that have uh is it theology maybe mythology whatever um based on female deities um i also really liked the descriptions of the deities too we have styla who is the goddess of stars and neoma who is the goddess of like creation and she deals justice and then they have a daughter who is a loon and she's goddess of death and she's like sexy necromancer I don't know I just I loved the description of them and their their place in this world yes I was also thankful that they actually
1: showed up yeah like so many times you read in the books I mean I guess kind of in real life too right <laughs> we're like pray to gods and goddesses and stuff and all of that and they just send vague signs or give you vague prophecies Meanwhile, we've got, here's a potion.
0: Take that. Yeah. You got it? Good. Like. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Oh, turns out you suck. Guess you're going to die. Bye. Mm -hmm. Like literally handing out justice. Yes. Not letting things happen or whatever. Yeah. Proactive deities. There you go. Yeah. Yep. I thought they were cool. I also thought it was interesting. And I think that this kind of parallels some of the things that we see with like religious bodies in our world is like there there's a different version that exists in Morathem, which is the neighboring kingdom to solvira and where they have a lot of conflict with each other and so the alternative version of their story is that steyla and Nioma, who are married in solvira's uh mythology really is it a religion i don't know i really struggled with Daryl's character initially Mm -hmm. She sucked. Talora saves her. She, like, falls in the ocean. She's drowning. She's swimming down instead of up. Talora rescues her. And immediately, Dario like, punches her in the face and captures her. And then is terrible to her. And doesn't understand. Like, she's like, oh. I don't know. Her realization that, like, Talora had feelings and was a sentient being and that slavery is bad just made me so angry.
1: I know I read it and I was like I don't know how I'm gonna forgive her and by the end (laughs) it was really just like fine I mean I guess (laughs) yeah but like yeah she started off real terrible Um, real terrible (laughs) (laughs) like uh, and we had I mean I I liked how Talora kind of stuck up to you know like stuck up for herself yeah saying like oh you'll mutilate me then grovel to gain my sympathy mm-hmm. or like you only cared about me oh shoot I didn't write that one down um but you only care now that I'm injured or something like that mm-hmm. so,
0: you know she calls her on it, which I like yeah I mean it was frustrating too because I feel like she I mean she started to oh uh, feel I think a little bit more sympathetic to her as like a mermaid you know when her mother had talora's tail cut off um but i feel like she didn't really get sympathetic to her or maybe i don't know that i don't know that she felt empathy for her i feel like she didn't really get sympathetic to her until she like became human Mm. which is also frustrating too like she didn't really see her as a being with feelings and like worth until she was like I had legs. Yeah. Actually, I think that may have been the line that I highlighted. Like, oh, you didn't care about me, but now
1: I want not find it. Um, But, yes. Well, I mean, it's also reflected in where Talor is originally placed. Like, it sounds like it's, I picture just, like, a room full of yeah. cages yeah. filled yeah, with a menagerie. Yeah, filled with, like, mythological
0: creatures and stuff, mm-hmm. like, you know. Yeah, So yeah. I really appreciated that Talora um stuck up for herself even though she was stuck in a big fishbowl. Hmm. Sounds terrible. Um, Daryl would come and visit her, and she would like fully insult her with her whole chest, call her a bitch, and um. Yeah, I mean, I I just I appreciated. That she wasn't, you know, I mean, I know that she cried a lot and that's what you got frustrated with. But I do, I did appreciate the times when she was like really intent on hurting Dariel's feelings because she deserved it. She, yes, she did. I I mean, because
1: there were those times where like where she would stand up like that and she'd be awesome. So two pages later, it's Talora simply cried. Like you were just awesome and now you're just crying. It's sobbing, I think. Maybe because sobbing was used so much, that word, I got really annoyed with it. Yeah. I, f- I feel like it may have just been that word. I yeah. mean,
0: I didn't notice it that much. um. But I don't know. It didn't. I didn't. I didn't notice it that much. Honestly, if I were in the same position, um, I would probably be weeping the whole time, too. So,
1: yes, oh, well, <laughs> I know. That's why I'm like, it. Like, ah. ah. Relate. <laughs> yeah. That's why I always feel bad when I'm like, these characters—they cry so much." But it's like in the in their situation, I'm sure I would 100% would be weeping. Yep. Yes. I found, I found the sentence by the way. About oh yeah, let's go for it. Thing. Because I have legs, you can actually show a shred of regret. That's rather disgusting. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Yes. Daryl, bless her heart doesn't just suck because she sucks as a person. She had some help getting there, right? So her mom, Vala, impressive of Silvira, is literally the worst. Mm-hmm. And really enjoys like shaming her daughter for existing and things like that. And I kind of hated her. But so Dario, right? Mm-hmm. Um gave up her uh, what is it title or her right to ascend to the throne when Vala dies, basically mm-hmm. because she can't have children and her struggles with like her menstrual struggles, the issues that she had with her period. They remind me so much of the horrible things that people with painful periods, especially folks with endometriosis endure in our world, right? So Daryl, she started having periods. They were awful, like debilitating, and she was dying, like people would come, they would treat her with things. She would get a little bit better, but then eventually it reached a point where it was like, she was going to die. So they did a hysterectomy and, uh, she's unable to bear children after that. And like her mom was so distraught and hateful that she, like, she would have rather Dariel died, uh, than choose to live and not be able to reproduce mother of the year right well on the upside she didn't say anything about her being gay yeah I mean uh, yes there's that (laughs) there's that (laughs) Uh, yeah no terrible just absolutely awful yeah I mean she would have been forced to marry probably a, a man if she had been able to reproduce like if she hadn't been infertile so that's true. He probably would have had a political marriage, probably to a cousin. Vala was married to her, was it her second cousin or something?
1: Yeah, like close cousins, yeah. not like eighth cousin twice removed or something. Yeah, like, like that. pretty
0: close cousin. So um, I thought it was so interesting. Talora was like, she kept mentioning the incest in this world, and I was like, y'all are being real chill about this incest
1: right i had to read it a couple (laughs) times i was like they just like casually talking about incest here
0: what's going on (laughs) Uh, this is alarming um but okay okay uh cool guys okay um also are they descendants of angels is that i think like I'm not totally sure. That's their descendants. They're they're in the line of like neoma because that's where the silver fire comes from. Mm-hmm. Also, does everyone have the silver fire? Does Vala have silver fire? Does her dad? I know mean, that they have like magical it, it, powers.
1: It said it's like carried down through the blood bloodline, right? So yeah, they they
0: must, right? I guess. I you don't.
1: Know, I don't know.
0: I don't know. I mean, I, we only see Daryl using it. We don't ever see her parents. I mean, her dad does like the teleporting type of thing for people, but I don't know what her mom can do. No. I don't know. With the way that Daryl's periods are handled uh, it, again, it just reminds me of the things that people with painful periods endure in our world. I think it parallels that struggle really well because it almost seems like they don't really take Daryl's symptoms seriously. Like they send healers, but it's like, nah, it's just your period. Like suck it up, which is totally what happens to people in our world. And here's your PSA. Your period shouldn't take you out of the game, friends. They shouldn't be so excruciating that you can't go to work or school. They should not, like that is not normal and care exists for that. Um, But especially like people with endometriosis, like, it takes an average of seven to 10 years for people to be diagnosed with endometriosis. And in the meantime, they have to go through like every alternative treatment option before anyone will even do a surgery to see if they have endometriosis. And then that's if you can even get your medical providers to take your symptoms seriously, right? They don't just write it off as, ah, painful periods suck and everyone has them. Mm-hmm. Take and Tylenol. Yeah. Like, it's just, I'm people literally die from endometriosis, and it's treated like it's just a regular period, and you should just suck it up. And Daryl, uh, like I said, she was um, on the verge of death when they finally did something about, it was either die, which is what her mom wanted her to do, or have a hysterectomy, so. Yeah. And then, after she has, what I'm I'm assuming it's a hysterectomy. After she has that, can't bear children anymore, she has to abdicate her throne. Right. And cope with the shame. Yeah. And the heartbreak of living with her mom, who would rather she have died. Um, and her value as a human just immediately falls apart because she doesn't have a uterus anymore. I appreciated the way that Talora becoming human was integrated into the story. I wondered how they were gonna like if she was gonna be a mermaid the whole time and how they were gonna make that happen yes We're limited to the confines of a fish tank uh so mm-hmm. um i think integrating got us actively intervening in this situation giving her a potion to make her human mm-hmm. was a good strategy yes it was um
1: so there's one scene where she kind of like escapes a little bit like mm. and does like the worm <laughs> to get out. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't go well for her. Oh. No. Um, <laughs> at all. Not 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 a good time. Um, so yeah. She would have had to, I mean, I guess maybe they could have set up like I mean if that's the thing it would have been completely unridiculous, like hallways of, you know, water, like an aquarium sort of thing. Yeah. Throughout the whole but that's they're not gonna do that for her. So
0: She had to become human. yeah. And now she has worth. Yes, having legs and not a Mm fishtail gives you worth. (laughs) Pro tip. That has to be so strange. Can you imagine not having legs, having like a super long tail, and then all of a sudden you have like an external vulva I
1: know, and legs and feet. (laughs) I feel like feet would be the weirdest thing to get used to. Yeah, you know, um, especially because of toes. I feel like that would that would be so weird to get used to.
0: Yeah, I also wonder from like an actual anatomical and physiological standpoint because she gets legs and almost immediately starts walking. I want to say that that's not really how that would happen. Like my physical therapist brain is saying, "Mm, nope, she's going to need hip flexor strengthening and probably some glute strength. Like, just, oh, so you're, no way you just get up and start walking.
1: (laughs) I was thinking she would be more like, you know, when, you know, uh, a foal is born or something like that, or a baby mm-hmm. giraffe, and they are like all wobbly standing up and stuff. yeah, that that's what I was picturing. I was like, she should at least be, but she's just like up and running. So okay,
0: yeah. well, I mean, if you think about or even like baby elephants, like they're they are born with the intention of being able to get up and start moving immediately because of predators, right? That's what helps to keep them alive. They have to be able to get up and move. Human babies are not like that. They don't come out streton right Mm -hmm. they develop the ability to do that over time so from a developmental standpoint
1: wouldn't it be terrible if she was had been
0: given baby legs (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: like you have to wait for their legs to grow
0: yes that would in fact be terrible (laughs) (laughs) oh goodness okay Um, yeah, I just feel like a lot of things would be really weird about having um legs and a vulva that's on the outside of your body, Mm -hmm. like wearing shoes and pooping Mm -hmm. and peeing and having sex and pants. Pants are the worst, yeah. Yeah, it would be. I and I wish they had there had been some
1: like going into that too. Like yeah. just like, you know, a paragraph or two
0: here and there, being yeah. like, "Oh, legs." That's right. Yeah, she makes some little comments about it, especially about having a vulva. Um, yeah. but she also, I think, the first time she puts on shoes or something, she's like, "Uh, what is it?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it could have been a moment for, but again, we're sure. working in the confines of a shorter story, so nah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then poor Talora, like she gets legs, gets immediately captured. I just
1: again, <laughs> yeah, she's not great. She can't at not catch being a break.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: she really. I mean, she didn't have. I mean, I like. I don't know what plan she would have come up with. Like when she took that potion, she didn't know what it was gonna do.
0: She mm-hmm. doesn't have like
1: blueprints of castle or anything it was like I don't know I guess I'm just like going to run like there's that, she didn't even wasn't able to come up with a plan because she didn't have enough information
0: no to I do mean it. so it just the led to the first thing
1: like- that I would do is probably hide that's
0: true
1: <laughs> yes just be a little more sneaky yeah um but yeah she didn't totally have a chance to
0: even yeah no figure anything like that out yeah I um, was very worried. I was very worried for Talora for a lot of this book. Because even though we didn't see her character develop, she got put in danger a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, Being captured twice and then stuck in the courtesan's wing and then also nearly raped and then sold to the Like There was just a lot of things to make me anxious for her. Um, And I think that it was interesting the way that having the human body posed threats to her that she hadn't had to consider um in terms of like the male gaze and threats to her bodily safety um she mentions several times that in the ocean like they mermaids don't wear shirts mm-hmm. you know they don't cover and so she's used to being tits out all the time which is great sounds like a good life Um, but humans are disgusting. And so she feels like she has to cover her breasts because people just stare at it, which is, again, I feel like is another parallel to kind of real life, um, where people are really obsessed with breasts, which I think is, I mean, I have them, they're great. And I really like them. But then there are also times when I look down at them and I'm like, huh, these are just like. blobs of fat that are placed on my chest so I don't know like it's just a another body part like a face Mm -hmm. or a hand um but they they cause so much controversy in the way that they're handled in media um but also in like the way that people look at Talora and then her realizing um the risk for sexual assault and rape with yes. having a vulva.
1: Mm-hmm. Those two guards mm-hmm. that were like, oh, we can. Yes. Nobody will
0: know. What? Yeah. It's terrifying terrifying i always get really concerned anytime i read a story where there are courtesans because that almost always means there's going to be at least one scene where someone is being sexually assaulted or raped or just things are happening without their desire or consent for them to happen Mm -hmm. and i was really worried when we got into this book that talora was going to be raped or sexually assaulted um and and uh, i guess she ends up being sexually assaulted by I forget, isn't it? Oh, uh, what is it? It's like Lemmy. There's like oh. one of the ambassadors from Moratham. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he like grabs her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's one point when Talora and Dario are kind of, I don't know, doing things together in the story. And Dario takes her to, I guess it's like a library or it's like a, a hall, a, like a trophy hall, maybe for the what are they called where do we live the Solvirens and there's a skeleton of a dragon oh
1: god yes i
0: hated every single thing about that moment
1: gosh Talora
0: bless her heart bless her heart <laughs> like it was a rough scene she uh, first of all the uh murder of the dragon just to say that you did it mhm Terrible, but also because you're greedy and you want its hoard, Terrible. And then Talora, talking about the dragon in the ocean, I was like, no, don't tell her about it.
1: I cannot believe she did that. <laughs> I was just, why? why? Why would you say anything like that? Don't give her any, inf- you won't give her your name. Don't give her any information about where you're from. Yeah. Ugh, just be like under the sea
0: yeah oh i meant a, it's a baby dragon it's a it's not a real dragon mm-hmm. yeah it's a statue it's a seahorse <laughs> that's what i meant i meant seahorse mm-hmm. we just call them dragons we call it because of their tails yep yep that's it you should have lied <laughs> ah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was so I hated it. I know. Then I was all worried for the dragon. Kept waiting I am still worried back. for the
0: dragon.
1: Doriel has quite the reputation. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, um, not a great one. No. <laughs> um. So like she it's assumed i guess that she killed a girl yeah right um she's known to be somewhat aggressive i guess in bed mm-hmm. right which is fine hey you do you, you but this is all very judgy and you know she's got this now she has this reputation that she's really cruel and mm-hmm. everything um and now she's gonna end up being like the empress
0: yeah she has this reputation yeah I mean, it's really not good when the people in the castle hear that, you know, you as Talora have been taken by Dariel and everyone is just like, yeah, that track, she's probably going to rape her. Like that's, (laughs) that's really not good. Mm -hmm. Um I'm so she ends up being the empress by the end of the like literally everyone thinks that Doriel is terrible and does bad things to people. So I'm concerned that that's gonna have and she doesn't I mean she leans into that right she leans into that reputation. I'm concerned this is gonna be problematic for her after the end of this book when she is now empress. Yeah it's a bit concerning. Uh, Talora really does the work to try to convince, like, to tell people, like, no, she's not actually uh, a rapist or awful or making me do things that I don't want to do. It was all pretend, and she maintains that even after she's been captured, sold, I guess, to uh Ambassador Amulon and the oh, that scene, yeah, that was rough. Um, like she maintains her uh, Dariel's innocence through the whole thing mm-hmm. so she's doing the work but I, I think Daryl, for a long time just had like really low self-esteem and kind of leaned into people saying these terrible things about her and I feel like that would be problematic yeah when you become the ruler of the country yeah not setting yourself up
1: for a great start know. like that Mm-mm.
0: um yeah, how did you feel about Dario and Talora's romance? Oh, it was sweet.
1: Yeah. Um, it moved a little fast. Yeah, I guess. Um, and there is, th- it's an enemies to lovers, right? But it's short. The book short, mm-hmm. so it's hard to make that switch naturally, almost. You know, like in a more natural way from the enemies to lovers. Like it's pretty. It happens pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think that um she was really good for Dario. Definitely mm-hmm. helped her grow. Uh there were some really cute scenes like when she cuts her hair.
0: Yes. Just yeah, it
1: was just sweet. It was it was nice. Yeah what about you what did you say i mean
0: i thought that yeah things did move a, a little bit fast uh and i you know uh, anytime someone is being held captive and slave we start to say okay is this stockholm syndrome mm-hmm. always a concern in that situation and what i like about that is that daryl's daryl approaches castra who is her the general and the person that trains her in combat um who is a really cool side character. I would love to read a story about her. She's half demon. She has like a beast. She's amazing. Uh, she has digitigrade legs. I don't know what that means. I'm assuming there are hooves, but I'm not really sure. Like she sounds super cool and she's mm-hmm. honorable and probably the most supportive and dar- supportive person in Daryl's life. And so Daryl goes to her and is like, look, I'm feeling attracted to, to Laura. And Kostra is like, absolutely not. <laughs> You will not act on those feelings. You will not do anything to her. You will just be nice to her and make sure that she gets fed and taken care of. And that is it because she cannot consent to any interactions with you because she is a slave to you because she is just concerned with staying alive right now. Like I loved Kostra's perspective on this and the way that she acknowledged the power imbalance between Talora and Oriel and Talora's inability to truly provide consent. I thought it was great. Love to see it. Mm-hmm. With all that said, they don't they don't. They don't do that. Talora kisses Oriel. <laughs> uh, romance rapidly ensues. I did think it was really sweet. I liked how flirty Talora was, and she she just sounds really cute and kind. I feel like she just seems genuinely kind as a character. And uh, like, I guess parts of her probably hate Daryl, but at the same time recognize how terrible the circumstances that she was raised in are and how terrible her mother is and the impact that that's had on her as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, there are scenes together where, um, after Talora is assaulted and Daryl takes care of her and is just very supportive. And then the next day um, or night when Talora comes to her and like they, they kiss, but um, Daryl doesn't push her to do anything more and is just very respectful. And then the next day when she cuts her hair, I loved that scene. I thought it was so sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and the impact that, um, Cutting her hair, having a more masculine gender expression had on Dario. I mean, it just describes her as like glowing, which I think is, it's nice that Talara gets to support her in that. It is. And she, I think, is just very forgiving. I guess apparently, yes,
1: because <laughs> I mean, I don't what's I don't remember what the timeline is here, but uh, I mean, they cut off her tail, yeah, like uh, you know
0: good for her for being so forgiving <laughs> our our villains in this story were pretty bad people, yeah. Which was interesting because we didn't like they were bad, but I didn't feel like I had
1: enough time to really hate them.
0: Yeah. You know, I think and I had enough time mate. to hate I had enough time to hate Dario's mom. Yes. Yes.
1: I felt like those other people, like it was just like oh yeah. these are bad these are the bad
0: people too. Yeah. 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 Uh yes. I agree. We I mean we learned a little bit about them. The I I feel like enough to to decide that they're that are bad people, um, mm-hmm. just not maybe the full extent of how terrible they are. But we definitely get that like, uh, self righteous, like, follow our beliefs or we'll enslave you. Mm-hmm. Certainly homophobic, executing men who are gay, and basically doing conversion therapy on women who are gay and definitely the vibe that like well if you don't believe the same way that we do then you are immediately worthless so Mm -hmm. pretty terrible um they so vala sells the empress sells to laura to the morathans and ambassador amulon Look, so she knocked they knocked laura out she wakes up in a carriage ambassador amulon he he opens the door to the carriage and he's like oh i'm glad you're awake look everything's fine we're gonna take you back to the sea probably except probably not if we can't get your legs to go back to a tail so we're gonna do what we can but if that doesn't happen and at that point to laura is like no 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 i we can do that like you just gotta put me put me in the water like just get me wet <laughs> i will grow a tail just put me in the water and he's like yeah um i i don't know about that god this made me so (laughs) mad i was so (laughs) irritated by this scene like she's literally telling you what she and he's like and that's what gets me they're like all of this other magic shit can happen but when she's like yeah no the goddess stiella literally gave me these legs she just told me that if i get in the water the the tail will grow back he's like i don't know if i believe that you can believe all this other stuff but that's too much.
1: Yeah. Uh, mm. And then she tries to say, you know, like, hey, Doriel wasn't terrible. Like, you know, and like just confused. It's okay. You've been through trauma. And she's like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, and I was reading this, and I'm frustrated for her on her behalf. Because I also feel like mm-hmm. she, I don't remember her mentioning how frustrated she was. But it was a very frustrating situation hundred percent. Just be completely ignored. Again, kind of reflective of your life when women are like, hey, I'm sick. And yeah. the men folk are like, hmm,
0: but are you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hmm Yup. Yeah. Yep. And then Amulon's like, Yeah, but don't worry. Like, if you can't become a mermaid again, um, you can just be Marathma's wife uh and have kids for him the honor such an honor Mm -hmm. yeah because uh who wouldn't want to do that i've always wanted to be a consolation prize so i'm
1: glad that she got away but i mean that got her into another situation
0: (laughs) yeah it doesn't end with (laughs) i thought (laughs) it it was gonna end bad thing after the
1: other it really (laughs) is
0: really talora really really cannot catch a break in this book no no like dariel say i mean dariel saving her is like amazing she Mm -hmm. shows up on her big horse on fire basically just murdering people it's really cool Mm -hmm. they ride off together Mm -hmm. dariel's like i get it i made bad decisions and I am giving up basically everything to help you get back to the ocean so that you can become a mermaid again, and I'm sorry, yes, that is what you should have done from this from the start. you should never have kidnapped another person. Let's get real, but like this is the right thing that you're doing right here. Good job, Sis. Mm-hmm. it was good she acknowledged that she did things wrong she is actively working to make it right I appreciated it it was good and then they finally have sex and I thought like it was great because Dolores like I really don't see what the big deal is with this like external vulva thing Mm -hmm. and then I think uh Dario goes down on her maybe and she's like wait never mind this is great <laughs> yes i know yeah that was good it was a good scene but we can't have nice things so no. uh, like they they leave uh, Daryl and talora leave and Castor catches them like right at the like the, they're on the beach I know I can't be- like I was just like just run
1: to Laura just Run, like, run. <laughs> do the worm again just get into the ocean <laughs> I don't care how you do it just get in there but no unfortunately no
0: it doesn't work <laughs> she mm-hmm. gets shot <laughs> like twice like, right? my twi- like with an arrow and then they kill no. Dario's Dar- big horse they kill him and it's awful I know because they, mm, they like break his shins
1: they mentioned they're screaming like I didn't know horses could scream Is, yeah. I think that's a line I was like oh my I'm so sorry I really should have sent you a trigger warning for that it would have been helpful <laughs> I'm so sorry it was really terrible Um. yeah in the future yeah
0: Oh, yeah it was rough mm-hmm. it was very rough yeah Castra like beats down Dario and she's like I told you to make sure that I didn't catch you mm-hmm. and this is what's going to happen and at the same time she's giving them advice like we're going to take you back and you're going to plead for intercession with the goddesses and this and this and this and, this, and to Laura, you're going to do this I it's like ma'am <laughs> my heart can't take this <laughs> oh gosh they get back and vala condemns Daryl, and sends talora back to the courtesan's wing because obviously she's been sold mm-hmm. so she's gonna have to go back and they formulate she works with the other courtesans to formulate a plan to get to the temple because um Daryl pleads for intercession with the goddesses I think it's hilarious that the courtesans have naughty priestess robes in their closet costumes (laughs) I
1: mean they're naughty nuns right yeah totally yep so they get there to to... right Um, have her trial Mm -hmm. yeah temple sort of be tried in front of the three goddesses Mm -hmm. and Neoma Mm -hmm. awesome Mm Mm-hmm. Loved her mm-hmm. so much. Um, so in her defense, right? So Doriel's brought up and they're like, "Oh, she murdered people. This is a trial for murder, right?" And then her defense is, "Oh, well, I saw an injustice happening," and Nyoma's like, "No, no, no, <laughs> you can't justify murder to balance a scale you already toppled when you took to Laura mm-hmm. originally." I was like. Yay, Nioma. Nioma was a little bit, she's a little bit on the harsher end. Yeah. Like, of things, you know, but she's got Styla. Mm hmm. Kind of even her out. But I liked that, that
0: she really, like, she wasn't, she wasn't buying it. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciated their interactions. I really liked, so I really liked the way that Styla, like, Nioma was. And Alun, they were kind of going back and forth about Dario's punishment. Mm -hmm. And Talora is like, and please don't kill her yet. Like, let me go and say goodbye to her. And so they, like, have this passionate embrace. And Styella like, leans over to her wife, Neoma, and is like, I'm just imagining this babe, babe, like, we can't. Look at how sweet they are. And Neoma's (laughs) like, fine, we won't kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it was really cute. I really like that quiet power that Styella has. She kind of softens uh Neoma a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Elune, the goddess of death, is just like brutal.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, as goddess of death, what else could you be? Totally.
0: I I also really liked uh that At Neoma and Styla left it up to to Laura to decide what happens with Vala.
1: Oh, yeah. And I absolutely love that she decided to just be like, yeah, killer. Yeah. There was no like, oh, we'll exile you or keep you in the dungeon. It's like,
0: nah, off with her head. Yes. Yes, it was great. I love that more harsh endings for bad people.
1: Yes, right. Mm-hmm. She turns into a husk. I think.
0: Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then so D- dariel is made Empress. Yay! This whole last chapter made me sad. Like, I I loved you know, I love for Daryl that she gets to be Empress and. Her last interactions with Talora that we get to see are really sweet. There's, like, her coronation and things like that. And then a declaration of war from more of them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and then Talora returning to the sea, which was, I mean, it was sad. Like, Dario gifts her with a set of shears, like, that are charmed to never rest. And I thought that was such a thoughtful gift. It was so sweet. And I think it really speaks to how significant that moment was for Dario when they cut her hair. Like Mm -hmm. it was just a really thoughtful moment and it was good and it was sad. And again, I would have been totally fine if this was like, I felt like that was the end. Like it felt really good and I was okay with it. Yeah. I would have been okay with that ending too. Yeah. Everybody is okay. Instead, we have an epilogue where the king of the merfolk is big mad and he meets with Ambassador Amulon and they they do some scheming. I mean, to be fair, I really don't think these people in them are any better than the people in Sylvira.
1: No, it doesn't sound like it because they're like capturing people mm-hmm,
0: and enslaving them. Yeah.
1: yeah. And then they're
0: you know anti-LGBTQ plus so mm-hmm. yeah but... they're not good folks they're less accepting than the people of Silvira. yep and the empress was a terrible person but Daryl does talk about how like they how they accepted i sounded like refugees basically like that's part of um she mentioned some conflict with um the people of Morathum like slaughtering mm-hmm. giants in one territory and then forcing them to breed with humans so that they can basically enslave them like they're they're bad people. Um, you have any quotes that you want to share? Sure. Well, this is sort of in
1: just I highlighted it because of what was going on this week and mm-hmm. everything. Um, powerful men are the same wherever you go. The rules don't apply to them. Hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Ocean Gate. <laughs>
0: i think we could probably look at how everything is being handled with donald trump and see that reflected yep yeah, that too
1: did you have any quotes no okay
0: Alrighty. all right well that wraps up the fate of stars by sd simper uh the next time you join us we'll be discussing fourth wing by rebecca yaros we appreciate your time thank you for listening mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to Literary Quest. We hope you enjoyed our episode. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we can be found at Literary Quest Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. You're also welcome to share your thoughts and ideas with us via email at literaryquestpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again.